Godzilla is over. But here on Post Show Recaps Theater, we are just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with Ariel. Ariel, how you doing? I'm good. I have this like hair piece that's really high mm. on my head, but I'm trying to balance it out. My shoulders are starting to hurt. What was that thing that's that the Jersey Shore girls had? What oh, was this, it like, the bump it. The bump it. Yeah. Is yeah. he the originator of the bump it, Priscilla? This is the original bump. It seems like back then they were doing like we're literally gonna roll your hair itself mm. up into mm. the bump. Like it was a little more organic. Yeah. I don't know. I feel bad that the start of the podcast we say Priscilla is over because I feel like she's very much <laughs> not over is this the point of this movie. I know. I feel it sounds like she's canceled. You know who's actually canceled? Elvis Presley. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we are going to talk about it. We're here on Post Show Recaps. Make sure you're subscribed. Postshowrecaps.com slash movies or search for Post Show Recaps Theater in your podcatcher app of choice. You can also go to postshowrecaps.com slash subscribe and we should be listed there along with everything else we're covering here on Post Show Recaps, which I will say is a lot. Um, yeah, so this movie is super interesting in my mind that Elvis comes out last year, the Baz Luhrmann film, Austin Butler. Austin Butler, like, basically can't stop being Elvis after he does this. And then a year later, we get, like, maybe Elvis kind of sucks. And maybe Jacob Elordi will just basically play himself, but as Elvis. And uh, which I actually don't think is as true as I thought it was going to be. Um, but Sofia Coppola decides to tell the story of Priscilla, obviously Elvis's wife for a period of time. And I did, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it, uh, it's, they make no bones to tell you that Elvis is not a, maybe as good of a dude as everybody, uh, the record would like to, to maintain that he, he was. And this is firmly a movie, uh, from Priscilla's point of view. And I thought it was quite good. The other noticeable thing is like very little Elvis music in it. I believe they couldn't really get the rights to most of the songs. So, which I also think works as a stylistic choice anyway to not yeah. basically get the right. So I really enjoyed it. I think it's worth checking out. Um, but uh, so interesting that like we basically get, uh, you know, back to back years of we get the Elvis movie. And now a year later, we basically get the uh, the Priscilla, the Priscilla biopic the Priscilla story. Yeah. yeah. Love that it has her name. I mean, to that exact point, you know, it's her name, just the one name in the title. And it's uh says against that i i enjoyed it i i certainly enjoyed parts of it more than others i like the performances i i can't honestly decide if what jacob alordi is doing but to his credit i can't quite look away i'm like he's making choices and it's i'm like oh he's doing this mumble elvis um but he i know what he's capable of and like this is Overall, I would say it's like a more, certainly a more muted movie. No, unfortunately, no Tom Hanks with an awful accent. Yeah, the, 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 what is his name? The professor? No, the colonel. colonel? Yeah, just a couple of mentions. Couple of mentions, yeah. Uh, I, I kept waiting for him to come around the corner, but, um, I, you know, Sofia Coppola had, I think my friend put it, I was texting with my friend and she was like, I'm going to go see Priscilla. I love sad girl movies. <laughs> Cause yeah. Sofia Coppola as well and I'm I'm a fan so I I would agree with that sentiment I love quote-unquote sad girl movies mm -hmm. and this definitely delivered on that and um it's somehow like a it was a, a darker a little bit of a darker story than I was expecting and I say that mostly as a positive so I had a I had a good time 
Yeah, I yeah, I think I, I when the trailer came out, I kind of you know the idea that like oh they didn't get Elvis's music was kind of like a talking point on Twitter for a bit, and I was like oh that's really interesting, like it's the Priscilla Presley movie, and then the first trailer that came out, and it's basically like yeah who cares about elvis not who cares about elvis but like yeah maybe like we got to look back at this uh relationship with and uh, not with rose colored glasses um mm-hmm. and and i am excited in the when we get into it like why i actually think like jacob already worked way better than i thought he was going to did you hear that he had never heard of elvis before he got uh he was auditioning for uh priscilla other than uh an appearance in the lilo and stitch movie have you heard no this this is one of those ridiculous things that perhaps is just for you to know and not to put out into the world. But no, I, I hadn't heard that. It's one of those yeah. like he only know. knows he only knows it because uh uh yeah is it which one is Lilo and which one is Stitch? Uh oh, I believe uh, Lilo is the girl. So Stitch is the monster. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Stitch. <laughs> so judgmental. Well, uh. Yeah, he uh, he he only knew basically about Elvis because Stitch dresses up as Elvis Presley in the movie. So I mean, you know, that's like the people that learn about you know old music from TikTok. It's yeah, okay, it's something you know. I believe you, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, fair. Um, but uh, no, I enjoyed it. I think it's worth uh worth checking out an A twenty four movie. You know, I love A twenty four movies. So um, yeah, but um. It could be easier. To, I mean, this is one of those movies where I feel like it's really hard to like whether or not we're spoiling it because it's like spoilers real, for history for real, sure. spoilers for history. But alas, let me spill the PSRT. Give a quick plot recap and then we can chat about the movie overall. So Priscilla meets Elvis Presley in a military base party in 1959. She is very young. I believe she's in ninth grade. Uh, and Elvis is uh, older than that. They start dating despite their age difference and Priscilla's parents concerns. Elvis goes back to the U.S. after his military service and leaves Priscilla a bit heartbroken. In 1962, Elvis reconnects with Priscilla and invites her to live with him in Graceland. She moves in and sort of struggles with this uh, this new life and having a very successful uh, boyfriend who is also uh, on tour or filming movies a lot. And there's all of these gossip um, magazine rumors about him with various women. Um, she's isolated while he's away and there's rumors of his infidelity and eventually she confronts him about it. Uh, and he gets quite upset about it in 1967. They marry, um, but Elvis's career pressures and substance abuse uh, continues to strain their relationship. And we also see that basically she's like, he begins having her uh, take various substances as well. Uh, Priscilla gives birth to their daughter, Lisa Marie in 1968, but basically the two of them lead separate lives and, uh, and Priscilla becomes more and more disengaged with, the life with Elvis Presley. She eventually falls for divorce in 1973 um, uh, after a very uncomfortable encounter with him. So yeah, that's uh, where he's, he's pretty inebriated and, uh, and it tries to advance himself on her. And that's basically Priscilla. The end uh, is that she leaves through the Graceland gates with adoring fans as she drives away. Um, So I, I do think I haven't really mentioned her by name, but uh, is it Kaylee Sp- uh, Spaney, who plays Priscilla, I thought was like very good. But I was very worried about the Jacob Elordi casting. I I thought that like I'm like yeah I don't I really don't see it. I really and I think actually after like the Austin Butler performance, it's like honestly like I know that that's such a rose tinted glasses version view of Elvis Presley, but I'm like that's oh, pretty good Elvis. I was a little worried, but as I'm watching it, I think the accent is perfectly fine for like an Elvis in the movie. And then I think the choice to cast such a tall man as basically like, it's almost like 
it's you know it's, it's like art in a way of this like design choice to cast this incredibly tall actor so that he looms large over her i think it's like a really effective choice that i'm trying to think of other ways other movies have like done their casting in this way where it's like i don't know that he's the best like elvis impersonator or best elvis actor but there's a it's a, there's a choice to casting him that i think is really effective for the story this movie in particular is trying to tell. Like, I don't think Jacob Elordi is great in Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, but he's kind of perfect in Priscilla. Yeah, I mean, there there were a couple of times where he was going to say something that was, I think the best way to describe it is just like very famously Elvis. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean like using the word mama i was about to do like my own impression of it but like i yeah i don't want to be that disrespectful there uh, was a couple laugh lines in the audience i think yes and that was what I, that's yeah. what i'm about to say because there were a couple times where he says it and like let's say okay um, i know the line that got the biggest laugh in my theater can i do it which is yeah, she goes please. i'm i'm pregnant he goes you mean i'm gonna be a daddy <laughs> <laughs> and the whole audience like flapped pretty hard at like i'm i'm gonna be a daddy there, yes that is for sure one hearing you say it i am like instantly <laughs> transported to the moment when it happened and <laughs> similar to that line the other one i mentioned and there, i think there were maybe there were three total to like then and on an ascending scale and the one you did was definitely the one that got the most laughs as well uh like th there was like a, a monitor let's say like a richter scale and when he oh, got yeah. to the word mm -hmm. mama or daddy like it, yeah. my in my head it was like <laughs> and then like the audience laughter like just made it known and like made it even more true and i was like okay yeah no it's not just me because it was uh -huh. people who like for the most part were seemingly engaged and then it was like no 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 this is bad like this does not pass the smell <laughs> i don't know it's because like part of me is like like that is how Elvis talked, and he did talk like that, like most of the time, like <laughs> for like, sure. And, and I know. it's more that like it sounded, it really sounded to me like Johnny Bravo, the cartoon. <laughs> like again, and then like in just those moments where it was like high octane Elvis speech, when yeah. like he was, and I think he was like mimicking the him the most in that moment. Mm -hmm. It was just like oh wow it almost doesn't matter if it was accurate it was it's mm -hmm. like too much and but i think it's because the most of the time he's not doing too much because it's, it's almost mm -hmm. like like yeah, when austin butler's elvis he's like doing it all the time to the point he could not stop doing yeah, it. yeah exactly it just extended for forever. yeah so like there's these scenes where like when he's younger and he's like uh priscilla's dad wants to know like what his intentions are right and he's just like I don't know. I like your daughter very much. He's like not really doing Elvis. And then like, but then like in these moments, he's just like, you mean I'm going to be a daddy? Like, I, don't, I don't know, man. You gotta yeah, be a little super turning it on. I, but to me, it was like, I feel like he got hired like 90% just for like presence of just being like very tall and looming. And they could just like make his hair look like whatever. And, and, and then I do think like and to boy, that. Yeah. And I do think like to that end for me, it did, it did work as his casting choice like i feel like he's like you know and also just not only is he tall he is like notoriously one of like i don't know if like biggest tv villains of the last like few years but like you know he's up there in terms of like being nate on euphoria and he's been in other stuff but this is like i feel like a pretty big breakout role for in terms of like getting a movie role he's right. obviously been in some other stuff so to also just like play into 
basically like, oh, that's Nate from Euphoria, so I hate him. I feel like is also pretty smart because it's it's this movie basically does not ever give you like it does not lull you into like maybe Elvis was a good guy like ever ever like the beginning is him being like I'm gonna ask a 13 year old girl to come to my 14 or whatever however old she would be at the time that they met yeah I believe it was I do I believe it was 14 but I do love how can and by I use the word love in quotes the movie is like she's in the ninth grade and they'd leave it at that. And then later on they're giving you her age. But like, right. I remember Googling this at the time I was remembering this as you were talking about Elvis Googling at the time. I'm like, wait, what was the situation back then? And then I was like, ah, when they first met, she was 14. Fascinating. Um, and uh, he's 18 point, when they meet, but it's still like, it's still pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just the, the, it's it's the level of pursued and far be for me to judge like judge specifically like the circumstance because oh, I don't I know have... what happened, but it seems to be like the pursuit and the like consistent communication anyway the uh, I, like, I, would I think he's, to I the think he's 20 he's 20 euphoria to the yeah. euphoria point I do think I agree with like him being so tall because it becomes this like metaphor like you were saying for their for their relationship yeah. now he looms so yeah. large over her and also the villain thing I also agree with that I'm a big fan of that kind of uh subtle in at some time at some points like uh casting and then you people playing against their type i would say though that like the the uh concentric circles the venn diagram of euphoria of uh people who are interested in this movie sophia coppola fans perhaps in general and euphoria is like the middle area is pretty big so i think uh i think you're on to something the this and and also to the euphoria point i found that times that this movie was much more of like a a vibes movie as, as we like to say around here. And like some of it did feel like it was just kind of doing paint by the numbers, like the history and the way they would like cut in and out and like, you know, a fade and then like a time pass, like it was very, uh, this is what happened. But the moments, you know, some of those moments were really loud and like very uh, evocative of like a certain time period, a certain piece of the relationship so I, I got that she was trying to Sofia Coppola like trying to create this image of her through these thousands of different pictures and and moments and all that um and it was it is really her story you feel it at all times even when it's even when Elvis is so tall standing there defying gravity and real life facts you are really looking at her you're even when you're looking at him you're looking at him in relation to her and I thought that was you know, the camera angles were very effective. Yeah. And all of these, like the ways that they sort of, um, like, I, I, you know, the, the way that she would be 14 and like kind of enamored. And she's like, so mad at her parents who are like rightly. So not wanting her to be in a relationship with Elvis, but at the same time, Elvis can wield like so much power and influence. and has all these people in his life who can be like, Oh, well they're like, they'll take care of her. Right. Like my dad, will like watch out for her or the colonel or whoever she'll like go to a good school mm-hmm. but basically like the yeah but basically the first half of the movie is like him basically being like you got to keep your grades up <laughs> it's, like, it's like oh okay. god yeah one of the other you reminded me one of the other laughs was when the uh when priscilla's mom is like dagmara uh, uh yes yes uh, from from succession i believe yes she is, um, yes uh she's she's speaking to just priscilla and he's she says 
uh maybe he's with girls his own age and like yeah yeah theater because it's just so ridiculous and especially when like she's you know giving permission for this thing to go on i mean there is the level there is the layer of it right like it has to be acknowledged of it's elvis not that it makes any of it okay but like the idea of he's like a famous powerful person and like that piece of it like adds to the you know like oh he wants our you know i'm trying to rationalize what they're doing which i guess i don't really have to do but i think that's that's obviously it 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 makes a difference right and like how they feel about him yeah, I th- but I think, you know, there is this, like, initial hesitation, but then also, like, he just has so much, like, he, he has all these, like... Arm and clout, yeah. Yeah, and the cl- really, it's like, you know, don't, like, my dad will be there, right? And all these people who will take care of him. And I actually did yeah, think yeah. it's really sweet that when she... Grandma Dodger. <laughs> yeah, when she decides to leave, she does, like, give a hug to these, like, three women. So, like, um, so one of them is, I think, the is a it's cook. One of them Dodger. is, like... Yeah, uh, the, the manager and then the grandma and the uh alberta i believe her name is oh yeah uh, olivia yeah. barrett um yeah this is like her family right and she spent so much more time with them than she spent total with elvis because he was always away either on tour or filming a movie making out with Anne margaret and you know this is this and her her daughter were the people that she spent the most the most amount of time with yeah um yeah because i like um just like the sort of like all the ways in which like an abuser maintains his power over someone in in the in the relationship and like we i think correct me if i'm wrong we only ever see one instance of him like hitting her which is like when they have the pillow fight and then he like beats like hits her so hard yeah he strikes Um, her he does throw the chair at her but that throws the chair right um there were a couple of like moments like that of yeah. almost sting right um but obviously that's like psychological and yeah. emotional uh terror and abuse yeah but, so i um, yeah so I, yeah, this yeah, is my point right is that like yeah, right. we get these couple examples of ways in which he is like physically abusive so he throws a chair when she won't really say whether or not she likes the the like music that is being like offered or trying to like sold right. to elvis like, as his music buys him in some way and then uh and, and then the pillow fight where he's like he doesn't want he's like makes like a very like emasculating but like i don't want to be married to a man like i want to play with a man or whatever but all these other ways in which he like utilizes his power so there's that there's one where they like go shopping and he's like no that color does not look good on you like you you know like it's so unflattering and he does this a couple of times about like her image and the way she's presenting and the way he's like dismisses what she wants um that was gonna be that was gonna be my podcast opening it's like grace you're a small girl you gotta stay away from the prince baby that's what he said to her. it's pretty good yeah you should do that and then <laughs> and then also when he calls her and she's thinking about getting a job and he goes no like i need my girl to like you know basically go to school and then be there when i'm home like oh that's so gross but um wait, 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 wait. it was like keep the flames uh keep the fire going yeah so all these different ways i thought was pretty effective in terms of like the different ways he like wields and influences his like his you know his power his his misogyny over over her in a way that i thought um was effective to like how not great this like life that she and and, like yeah i feel like they you know this idea they don't really focus too much on like what she like like i like that what she would like what she would get out of like this like like how just like unglamorous life there's even a moment where she's playing with the dog on the front lawn 
And this woman comes and she's, I don't even know who this woman is. And she's like, honey, you can't like be like, you know, acting up in the front lawn. Like, you know, yeah, you're like working all up. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I think I'm just playing with my dog. She's like, I know what you're doing, honey. And she <laughs> drives okay, her big Cadillac up. Yeah. Um, so just her like powerless, just like like her when she goes and like is trying to like chat with the workers who work at Graceland and the dad comes in and is like tapping the sign on the door. Like mm -hmm. there's all just these ways in which she was like so boxed in. Um, you know, it reminded me of a lot, actually, uh, in the way I thought it was like a really effective way to just show how like isolating this like version of fame can be like being with these power men is um is actually uh it's not called diana it's it's her last name what what is the the movie that we watched a little while ago uh, you know what I mean. princess diana uh is it what's her last name what's oh, her like um, original last name isn't it the is in the movie and it's uh kristen stewart plays spencer oh, called spencer? spencer yes is the name of the movie yes i think those two movies are like this would be a really good like double feature it might be like super sad <laughs> double feature <laughs> but like uh at least priscilla has a much happier ending than than spencer yeah and to that point i did wonder like where is the movie gonna end like yes. i did find myself kind of you know as it went along i'm like okay so then what is what is this moment of either triumph or just more bleakly like another horrible like loss in some way of a piece of her life or a piece of her like youth that she's lost because of this and thankfully it was the former and it's you know she she came into herself she starts taking uh i believe karate is what it seems like or mm -hmm. perhaps, you know another another kind of martial art and she seems to be you know connected to this instructor and it's more that what's interesting to me about the whole scene and i honestly wish that we had gotten more of her a little bit more of like her later life and a little bit less i guess of some of the either beginning or in between pieces like i i i know she, it clearly she felt like it was important to set up the a lot of the situational things of how this came about but and and you know certainly better than glossing over it like other story other stories about this have but um to see her like become a woman you know and become independent become sure of herself see herself even at all outside of him and like come to understand that there is life not just like life to be had outside of him but like interesting worthwhile life to be had outside of her relationship with him and I do love the ways to that point of like how they overall like kept her looking so different as she aged. Like in the beginning it was yes. a lot of samey samey again. It's like a more uh, compact amount of time. The first maybe like half to two thirds of the movie. And then <laughs> they do something with the hair the second time. And then they put like, I think if it looked like they put I actually think her hair is her. smaller in the movie than it is in real life. Than it is in real life. Look sure. Probably look like, they probably stretched it to the point of it looking too ridiculous. Yeah. But because it does even look ridiculous at some points. But then when you see her, like the, the quote unquote final form of her, like I genuinely for a split second thought that it was a different actor because I was like, oh my yeah. God, like they give her just like the straighter long hair, which is obviously more contemporary for like the later years, but it just the way she was carrying herself and the way that she acted and just like moved in the world really was, was so different. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I was, I was blown away by that. Yeah, I was interested in this too, like where the movie sort of goes in terms of like where it would end. And I, I think like, so I'm just going to try to pull up how old um, Kaylee Spaney is just because she, so she's, 
uh, 25. So I think she could have played older. Priscilla yeah. Presley really has, um, like, she starts acting basically like in the early 80s and has a pretty, like, you know, decentish run. She's in the Naked Gun movies, which are some of mm-hmm. my favorites. She's in Dallas, uh, for like 140 episodes. Yeah, she's pretty successful. Like when she kind of like leaves, and it does like take a little. Well, she remarries, but then I think that relationship ends in like the mid seventies. I do. I I think I do like the choice of where this movie ends. I mean, the movie could have done the thing where it's like, okay, the movie's over, so now here's the like title cards of like her life, right? Like oh, right, right, right. Like what she went on to do and stuff. Yeah, just pictures of her. She's you know, and 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 whatever. I think I do, though, like the choice for it to be like her driving away. If like this story is basically just like how this girl gets caught up in like Elvis Presley's life and how like awful that was for her. I like the choice to basically like her driving off and like you can just like imagine what the rest um, the rest is is like. So I don't I don't mind that so much, I think. Um, And I think also there's a little bit of like the casting thing of like how old can you make you like she looks pretty young like she plays 13 to like i don't know how old she is when she leaves elvis but she like it's a pretty large span so yeah. she already has to play pretty young and sort of think that like they would like make her look older i think might have been tricky not that they couldn't have done it or like recast her but i don't think they wanted to do that so i i like i really love the ending of like the optimistic like i'm driving away from grace i'm and the idea of like the fans being outside, like you don't even know, you know, like you're sitting outside, like what you want is like absolutely not what you actually want, you know? And so her driving through Graceland's gates, passing the fans and then this leaving, I kind of love that note to end it on, but I, yeah. I hear you that we could have acknowledged maybe more of what she did with her life rather than what she suffered through in her life. But yeah, no. And I yeah. actually think of, I didn't need it to go. I wouldn't have wanted it to go like any further necessarily, just like a little bit more of like the, the details of her, like when she was like, we get that scene of her sitting at that, you know, dinner party and sh- she's interacting with her instructor and mm-hmm. you know, clearly there's something there. I just wanted more of those moments of like yeah. the little everyday moment that we got so much of, previously but um no i i enjoy that i enjoy the ending note as well and i think the the metaphor of like her having to pass through that like membrane of fandom to get out of it to get back out to the real world is uh is is an interesting one well she did have an affair with mike stone who's the karate instructor from the movie like she did pres- yeah. presumably did have an affair with him yeah um, and you know it's yeah. not less or more right but certainly by the time Elvis confronts her about it, it's like, yeah, you have literally no ground to stand on. So the other thing that I actually thought was a bit of a revelation in this film that I didn't know was this idea that, and, and so there are a bit of conflicting reports on this, but according to Priscilla, Elvis, um, Elvis did not, they did not sleep together until they were married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was the, in, like, this is a thing, like when you think, when I think of Elvis, it's almost like, funny to think of him being like in the modern times like if you look at like what our music is like and what like the state of like pop culture is like to think that he like people were so flabbergasted that he would shake his hips and actually like actually elvis the movie does actually have a pretty good scene that i think is like um the scene where like he's at the like the outdoor concert venue where he gets arrested where he's like they're like 
son, you better not gyrate your hips. And then he goes right. up and he likes to, he can't like help himself and do it because it's almost a, like a scene for scene parody of a scene in walk hard. Do you ever watch walk hard? Uh, this is like a John yeah. C. Riley. Yeah, yeah. And they do the same thing where like, he, he's just like kind of not really doing anything. And all these women are like, free, like teenage girls, like freaking out and like tearing their shirts off and like throwing bras on the stage. So this idea that like he, he is such like a sex icon of the time of like, he was like this, like, you know, scandalous figure in terms of like shaking his, his hips and thrusting and so the idea that he like potentially was this like pretty celibate dude who is like not wanting to sleep with uh with her because i feel like the notion i had going into the movie would be that if this is a story about her being uh, uh like abused that that might be part of it of like her having to sleep with him and obviously at the end there is one moment that they depict that but it's it was so interesting to me that he actually like withholds sex from her that she wants to engage in and like uh i just found it so interesting that like that's not my perception of who elvis was but this idea that this might have been part of it was that like he was like so religious and so whatever that he like didn't want to sleep with her is was kind of a fascinating reveal to me in the movie yeah i think well first of all to the to the point about the hips we got the classic line from the nun <laughs> uh, who says the Lord is with you and your hips and your hips <laughs> when she meets him? So yes, you know, blessed be the hips. But um, yeah, to me, it felt like the movie did a good job of kind of establishing that Elvis at any time was going through like phases, or was going through like a fad, or was like really hyper fixated or hyper interested in like a very specific thing, like he is in that part that you're mentioning when he's like mm -hmm. trying to read to her first he treats her like a child he's like no listen up you know sit up straight and you know i'm gonna learn you this thing and uh let me learn you something uh and he treats her awfully and he wants her to like be engaged in this thing that he's interested in and then he that's when he's like you know i don't actually you don't get it you're missing the whole point of like this this thing that i'm learning from this guy who's like honestly probably just a a, a con man of sorts himself and she you know suffers again once again like the emotional consequence of that like it seemed to me that like he was at any given point like just very again like fixated on a certain thing or obsessed with a certain thing and and i think they did a good job of like establishing that that it made it believable that he would have been like fixated on I, I don't know treating her her age shrug question mark like early on in their relationship and and not um you know, not engaging in that until marriage. Yeah. I thought the, the other piece I talked to you about up front uh, was the fact that they didn't really get much of the rights to Elvis's music, which now I'm not entirely sure because he definitely like, although I'm wondering like uh, if some, like what stuff is like, could you get under the public domain or whatever? But like we see when he plays the piano and we see his like TV special, right. Mm -hmm. Where he's, I think he's singing, both times i doubt it's jacob alordi but like somebody Maybe it's else. like a hybrid or something who knows that's what they did for that's what yeah exactly for, uh, so like we're gonna we're gonna rehybrid yeah. hybrid yeah but i really love the soundtrack and i thought actually like it's actually pretty s smart like i actually more hope it was a choice to not really try to get elvis's music and i actually wonder i know that some of this was that Elvis's, uh, like I, I feel like there's. I guess I don't know who this would be, but like that Elvis's estate was like not super thrilled that this movie was coming out because obviously it makes Elvis look like really bad. 
And so maybe yeah. they like kind of leaked it. The music, his music wasn't approved, the, even though she never wanted it. But it's such a smart choice to actually not have Elvis's music be so central in the movie. Because again, it's not about him. It's about her relationship to him. So the only thing I could see is that like maybe sometimes you could use it as like he's singing these songs about love or like whatever. And like she's kind of in this hopeless like you know she's left at graceland alone but i almost thought it was like more effective to just like never use his music and use all these other songs i thought were really effective um in the movie for her yeah no i i agree with the with the last note i think it's it's honestly a waste of money to 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 try to get the rights as far as like mm -hmm. like you said the story is about her and it's central in her and he is looming so large in so many other ways and his music is like fairly well known so to kind of like you know uh have us need to kind of fill it in i think is is effective and and is more interesting really it's like the more perhaps the less expected but like more honest choice as far as like really uh centering it on her yeah it's a pretty lean movie in terms of the cast like really i feel like uh kaylee spaney and jacob alordi um and then the two people who play priscilla's parents really get like most of the dialogue um a little bit for elvis's dad um uh, isn't that who <laughs> people are laughing at him quite a bit too uh just kind of being like played as like completely inept <laughs> that father yeah and like yeah. really specific about certain dumb rules like you can't yeah. be vernon is vernon his vernon father. yeah um like what i can't even be here whatever you yeah. suck he was like pretty shitty yeah you get uh you do get grandma dodger and you get alberta and uh his uh d is it uh no i can't remember who the other woman is who's like the sort of a manager person mm -hmm. um but it's pretty lean cats i think d was one of them d apparently is elvis's stepmom but i don't recall her that's uh, for, in the uh, cast oh maybe that means you're right because she wasn't in that office with vernon i don't know Oh, maybe, I guess. That makes sense. She didn't I mean, she seemed pretty young, but I guess that's like <laughs> par for the course. Yikes. Yeah. yeah at, that, uh, at that level. You mentioned the dog before. I do just briefly want to say before I forget, I laughed pretty heartily because there were all these moments with the dog. First of all, the dog is like tiny and adorable, like arguably too cute. There is like such thing as like that dog is too cute. It's like not pure anyway mm -hmm. the the dog at one point is like sitting with her and obviously she's spending a lot of time with the dog this is well before she has her child so the dog is her child and she kind of like picks it up as one there was a moment where she's sitting on the couch reading and the dog was like also looking at the magazine or the newspaper so it yeah. really looked like the dog was reading the thing and i just laughed really hard because i thought oh my god he's so bored he's like he learned he taught himself to read he, or she taught himself <laughs> to read and then like finding out about news i'm sorry it was just such a funny That's such funny. a funny yeah. stupid moment yeah um I feel like, you know, the other thing about this, I feel like this, like, as I was growing up, I do feel like there was this, like, stuff about less so Elvis. I feel like often the thing was Jerry Lee Lewis, who I think might have, been, there's a really famous, like, photograph of um, when Elvis, there's, like, a few of them who are at Sun Record Studios are all in a picture together. And I think Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis are both in it together, I think. Mm -hmm. I feel like this story was like Jerry Lee Lewis is like, he not only married like this very young girl, but it also happened to be his cousin, I believe is like the, the story. Um, so Lannister of him. 
How? Yes, for sure. I actually got really worried because I was looking at his IMDb or his uh, Wikipedia page, and I uh, thought I was reading the spouses section, which says it does list Myra Lewis Williams, cousin slash wife. Oh, <laughs> I know, and then but then it's like Linda Gale Lewis, sister, and I was like, oh my god, did he marry like? <laughs> <laughs> like all just, his relatives just general family but no it's the, under yeah. the relative section and not the uh the spouse section but uh he only yeah. died i think like last year and i feel like he's also someone who was like pretty highly celebrated but i think the same thing happened with like with her where he married her like when she was like very young and then also she was uh maybe perhaps i don't know what's worse that she was his cousin so you know anyway yeah, yeah. so it's, i feel like this is a story of like question mark <laughs> of this time i think that the only thing i would say like that the and i don't think that's this movie's responsibility to do but just like how common this also was you know yeah. back in the back in the day uh and this is not that long ago like it's long ago but not that long ago you know so i don't know anyway yeah they married and you want to believe it's it's farther back than it actually is further back yeah let me just look here i think uh yeah, he married his cousin when she was 13. So it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. On uh, Grace is breaking news for herself live on the I did no, I knew this. That's spoilers for history, okay? This every, is what happens. Every time I'm like, but actually it couldn't have been that bad. You're like, oh man, it was so bad. <laughs> I know, right? I did not need to know that. Yeah. Um I don't know. Is there anything else to say about Priscilla? Uh, Priscilla. Era? A lot of great, I would say lots of great resort wear. I would call it resort mm. wear in like the section you would find it perhaps at the store, at the department yeah. store specifically. Mm-hmm. Almost like some great Gatsby-esque mm. costumes for uh, for Elvis specifically. A lot of stripes. No, like one piece, you know, mm-hmm. in classic great Gatsby, but um, some fun and to dress someone that tall, again, like you said, he's so like that's so much material that they have to create for this for this tall man who must have been uh, kind of annoying when the costume designer was like, uh, Sophia, you're making a movie with Elvis. Uh, that's great. There's so many Elvis costumes. I have so like, many already. I have so many already. <laughs> and then it's like, but who did you cast? It's like Jacob Elordi. He's like, wait, how tall is he? It's like none of them will fit. Like they only shot him from like the ways that because like basically like he'd have like Millhouse style like uh, mm-hmm. like blood pants, you know. Yeah. yeah, he and he did not look happy. I think both from like a character <laughs> perspective uh-huh. and and uh, an outfit perspective and like real life, the actor when yeah. they had to put like the the starting to get later stage Elvis with like the long sideburns uh-huh. and he has the cane and he has like the big glasses and the big hair. He looked a little uncomfortable. I mean, I know at that point he was like upset about his relationship and he didn't really be with her and there's all this like yada yada stuff going on, but. Also, I was like, he just, he doesn't look happy. And this is totally working for the scene. <laughs> but then he finds out, he's, and he he learns. He says, I'm going to be a daddy. I'm going to be a daddy. I can't. I can't. Oh, yeah. The way the daughter was like, no, don't give me that. Like, she just did not want to participate, even in just the photo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it that's was, pretty funny. It was a little sad. It was yeah. funny, but also, like, sad. Because, of course, the child's going to be like that. He's never around, like. You're saying this man is my father? I guess. Prove yeah. it. Like, I never see this man. <laughs> yeah. You're saying that's my daddy? Yeah. <laughs> that would have that would have sent me over the edge. That's what Lisa Marie talks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I think that might be our Priscilla coverage. I liked it. I think it's worth checking out. Um, Errol, I feel like we're in a bit of a, a pickle here where like 
there are a lot of movies coming out and there's only so many podcasts we can do in a week to cover as many movies as we would like to talk about but there's so many movies coming uh between spicy pickle uh a spicy (laughs) (laughs) you said we're in a pickle i know i i know I forgot I had said pickle and then I was confused I waited, and then I, I remembered I, was, I wanted you to finish the thought. It's very kind of you. Yeah, but you I you should learn from me. You should just interrupt whenever you think of the joke because you might you might not have a chance to jump back in or it might be awkward later. I might yeah. Not, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm good at. Um The Marvels is coming out this Friday. Are you how are we feeling on like our our Marvel superhero fatigue scale? I will say I'm I'm feeling a little bit okay. Well, to actually because we actually did talk about what the last one was, and then I was like, I said it was Guardians, but actually wasn't it Blue Beetle? But I guess that's not Marvel, right? Yeah, it's not Marvel, but it is. It was like a a big a quote unquote big superhero movie. I mean, this is trending to make mm, I believe as much money as Blue Blue Beetle made in its opening weekend. Speaking of that, um. I am a little bit in the superhero fatigue, but what I do like about it is like this feels sep- this feels so separate from a lot of things that are going on right now, and this doesn't feel like super connected to like Loki, let's say, and in, in a lot of the like looking forward, at quote unquote, important kind of ways. And I'm feeling a little bit like I don't know why. I'm just being honest. This is just like my honest take right now, or my honest opinion mm-hmm. at this current point in time. I'm feeling a little mm-hmm. bit like defensive of like, oh, everyone's just like assuming this is going to be bad, even though it could very, very easily be very bad. I know. I know. I'm kind of. I'm trying to keep an open mind. I, my my expectations are not very high, but I genuinely just want to have fun. Like at the end of the day, regardless of if I want Marvel to be doing well or not, I just want to watch a thing that's fun, and I hope it's fun. That's not good. I, I agree. The thing I'm actually a little bit worried about, and I feel like there's been some cases of this recently where I'm really worried that legitimate criticism of this movie will have in it like a little bit of sneaky like uh, misogyny, you know? And so that's a little thing that I'm worried about because I feel like mm-hmm. the first... What is what is what was Brie Larson's first? What is she Captain, Captain Marvel? Marvel. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was like that. I was like, I really loved it. That was one of my favorite. I remember like it and Wonder Woman came out similar times, I think. And I just remember like there was so much like fun female energy and like women energy in the theater of like moms bringing their daughters. It was so fun. And I kind of loved Captain Marvel. And then I felt like people like hated it. And I it's fair that people can have real critiques. And also, I think sometimes like people are like, I don't like it. And that's like, that's just like wrapped up misogyny, you know? So I, yeah, I am a little bit hard to parse, but then there's also like, and then people are being, and I'm seeing a lot of this online right now of like, Oh my God, I can't believe I have to watch like two TV shows. To understand this movie that I want to go to. And then people are like, <laughs> but actually they like, just they'll explain everything in the movie. So actually like the idea that you do have to watch everything is actually like a little bit overblown, I think too. So I don't yeah, know. I think that that piece of it has a little bit more, to do but like the fatigue part of it if people are like already so prone to be like uh at this point again at this particular point in time of uh i don't want to do all this extra homework because everything feels like work but yeah i do do think the fact that it's three female leads makes it a lot more complicated yeah the killer also comes out on netflix uh, this upcoming friday um i think real one side at tiff or (laughs) I didn't see it too. I didn't. See, I saw it at the theater. A theater when yeah. it was out for like two yeah. weeks. Yeah. So I've seen it already. I I loved it. I'm. I would be excited to chat about it if we have mm-hmm. uh, capacity In two weeks' time, here's the big dilemma, Ariel. Because not only does the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes come out, but also 
Eli Ross Thanksgiving comes out. Thanksgiving in red and red like blood. I've only seen like a quick TV trailer and I'm already so in on this movie and I'm very excited. And you know what else comes out that day? Trolls Band Together. No, I don't. I didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> that doesn't, as to quote Westworld, that doesn't look like anything to me. You have you have some nieces or nephews, don't you? Just like get incepted by troll songs, where like you've never, have, I've you never know. seen the movie, but it's like I got a feel. It's like so. Yeah, I, I know it's not like watching a the trailer a million times is enough. Yeah. Is enough yeah. for me. Yeah, and then it gets it gets really busy. It's a week where the holdovers, Napoleon, and Wish all come out the same week. Mm -hmm. This is not even accounting for anything that's dropping on Netflix, which like Rustin, um, which I I have seen. I thought was very good. Um, Domingo Coleman plays uh, Byron Rustin, who organized the march, march on Washington with Reverend Martin Luther King. I thought that was really good, but like I don't know if we're gonna be able to cover it because like there's too many mo there's too many movies. It's a lot. Listen, decisions need to be made, so we're gonna have to make them. Did Wonka didn't get pushed back yet, right? It's still fortunately no. <laughs> Hilarious. No, there's so much I'm looking. There's basically like. At least two things every week coming out the next few weeks. I'm like excited mm -hmm. to now. To the, see. Now my 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 aftertaste is all Wonka, and now sad. Yeah, basically, like we're pretty good until we hit like December 12th, which is the day that Wonka comes out, <laughs> and it's like the only thing we could have had Dune. And instead Dune was supposed to come out like this week. We would have been covering it this week. Wow, it was November. Yeah. Why did I think it was December? Probably because I think maybe the original it, time was. December. Yeah, maybe it got pushed. Like it got pushed ahead and then pushed back. I don't, I don't know. know. Now I'm sad all over again. I'm gonna go. I know. I'm gonna go try to sand swim. <laughs> sand um, I did see in terms of the strike. I did see not to step on Dr. Amanda's uh, to realistic Dr. Amanda, but um, I did see that they thought that maybe they were close and they the uh, AMTP submitted like a final and best and no takes these backsies offer, which didn't include AI protections. And then today I saw that they're probably going to take these backsies, their AI regulations. What do you I'm make shocked. of that? I'm shocked. What do you make this idea that, um, by the way, they would, they just get rights to every, when you sign up for a movie, the movie studio then just gets rights to you forever, including after you're dead. And you can just be in any movie for the eternity of time. How do you feel about that? This one? was a bit in Bojack. <laughs> like it just feels so ridiculous that it happened in real life. Like, they they scanned him and they were like, ah, we just own all the right to do like this for like ever and ever. And it was like, okay. And it's like played for a joke. And then like to be see to see it happening in real life and the explanation is like non-existent as far as I'm concerned for for like how they can actually legally uh rationalize that to people is bizarre and infuriating. But you know, whatever. Takes these backsies, we'll see. Apparently, they are willing to adjust the language in the contract to remove mm -hmm. some of the AI restrictions. We'll I see think if somebody just saw like... the creator, the movie, <laughs> and was like, "Oh no!" It was like Ted Sarandos was like, "All right, all right, we got to take these vaccines." Changed, changed hearts and minds. The creator. <laughs> hmm. Well, I think that's Pesher Kept's theater this week. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Ariel, what are where can people find you, and what are you up to? I am uh, on Twitter at that other Ariel. I'm covering six feet under now with Dr. Yeah. Amanda. Speaking of stepping on toes, I'm <laughs> stepping on her toe to plug our pod. Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing season one twice a week. Uh, super excited about that. That's on Netflix now. One of my all-time favorites. Covering the morning show with you, Grace. That's ending this Wrapping week. Up covering uh 
one other thing covering tales from the loop with you and yeah. rich and then yeah. also covering Grey's anatomy with chappelle we should be recording our doctor draft next week finally so look out for that that a character on the show dr draft Doctor Doctor Richard Draft is yeah he was an he started out as an assistant it's a whole long oh story. yeah he was a resident the first mm -hmm. yeah mm. um all right in addition to everything I'm doing with you I'm also doing full spoiler recaps which actually you appeared on this past week because we covered all the light we cannot see uh covering uh we'll have one more episode of our Rome coverage going to watch Gladiator Rich and I and Rich and I are also talking Yellowstone each week so I think that's everything I'm doing I'm sure I have more coming up actually i'll tease this now there's another dr amanda plug dr Amanda and i are going to cover the curse which is the uh, nathan fielder emma stone benny safty show on showtime um that comes mm -hmm. out uh, i believe it drops on showtime on friday and then it it's on tv on sunday night so it's like yeah. one of these and it's, on, like, it's uh, on paramount plus as well and it's on paramount plus as well yeah it's one of these like you know double release dates uh which is not confusing at all for me to figure out when we should record and release the episode, but that's fine. So that's coming up soon. And I got, I got a bit more coming um, uh, shows that are coming back in a bit. I'm on social media at high for grace. We'll be back next week as we talk about the marbles until then I'm grace. That's Ariel. And we are pushing.